I heard that uh, Ed Gein really digs older chicks. Not the Chuddle. Chuddle. This movie sounds awful. I'm sorry, guys. Surprise. Whoa. Touching butts. Kinky. Creepy pasta. Please. You can't say Teddy Spaghetti three times or else. Don't mention his name. Pasta call. A Ouija version of the stranger. Oh, that's fantastic. Hey. hey. Out of the mist and into the fog, it's Chuddle the Pod. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Shuttle the Pod, where three best friends take a look at the curious world around us. And what do I mean by the curious world around us? Well, we like to take a dive into movies, music, mystery, and history, dabbling in the shocking, sickening, shameful, and sinister, and almost always touching the world of the macabre. On today's episode, we channel our inner HGTV and get to redecorating as Sam takes us into the real gnarly segment of Ed Gein. As always, I'm joined by my beautiful co-occupants of the pod. Go ahead and follow them on Instagram and Slasher at Shuttle the Ross and at Shuttle the Sam. How are you doing, fellas? Good. Great. Thanks for having us. I'm glad you made that HGTV joke because it was one I thought of when I was thinking about the segment, <laughs> but never put in anywhere. So I'm, I got, I'm I got it. it. Yeah, it, it <laughs> made it in. Good, good, good. Um, how, how have you, uh, Sam? How have, what's going on with you? What's up? How are you been? What are you doing? Good. Fine. Nothing. Everything's good. Um, well, I fell at the skate park and hurt my like rib muscles, Ooh. which is not great when you have a kid who wants to climb on you all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. So in a little bit. Oh, went to the dentist. How could I forget? There it is. Fillings yesterday. Come on, man. Come on. On. <laughs> and then been listening to the new Jid album a lot. J.I.D. Mm-hmm. And uh, new Toby and Wigway a lot. Yep, nailed it. And uh, what else? I don't know. That's about it. You tell me. Oh, the new Megan the Stallion. <laughs> ah, the Stallion. Oh. Yes. So just listening to rap, getting my ribs hurt, and my <laughs> teeth worked. Ooh. Nice. Rips hurt, teeth work, listen to rap. That sounds like the Sam I know. Ross, how you been? <laughs> I'm I'm good. Um, I. I didn't. I didn't go to the dentist. Uh, although I wasn't scheduled to go to the dentist, it's it's set for November. So this is gonna be a long burn. You're an anti-dentite. Anti-dentite, right over I here. Scheduled. God. Did you know? Wait, what I ha- that that episode? I believe it's also the yada 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 episode or something. There's another big oh, thing wow. said from that episode, but the writer thought the anti-dentite was thing was gonna be the thing that like everyone was saying everyone all the time. <laughs> We're bringing Sorry. it back. I'll let the anti-dentite continue. Oh, per- <laughs> <laughs> um, I okay. So I didn't really want to cover these movies on the podcast, but I, they have an honorable mention for me because I watched one and then I watched all of them back to back. They just came on Shutter. Um, they are from 1968. They are from Japan, and it is live action yokai and monsters oh. on screen. With the best worst screen. makeup on screen, not off screen, not animated, not in the dark, not yeah. Um, there is spook warfare, one hundred monsters, and a a long along with ghosts. Okay, and along with ghosts, dude. They have ghost umbrella yokai. Like they have the umbrella with the leg, and like it's just a giant puppet that's just like jumping around. There is a kappa. I have a giant kappa tattooed on the back of my entire thigh. Um, 
it's he's hilarious and he does weird belly stuff. I just I fell in love with it and it's just ridiculous how terrible the special effects are. Uh, but it's endearing. There's a lot, dude. There's a lot of them in there. There's an entire yokai parade of like these ghosts and goblins that sounds fun dude it's amazing there it's a lot of fun it is a lot of fun but yeah i watched literally all three of them back to every morning when i have to wake up with my son i'm just like hey you want to watch this really insane movie in japanese come on daddy sit on my lap sounds good sounds like a nice morning yeah that's great yeah I agree. Well, you can go ahead and follow the last of the Treadlers myself at Treadle the Brian with a Why? Because fuck it on Instagram yeah. and Slasher as How well. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, as of a few hours ago, right before recording this, I went to the dentist and I had two fillings <gasps> put in. Whoa. So not an anti-dentite over here by any means. And I got Ross. a few more appointments scheduled. So more dentist yeah. talk coming <laughs> dentistry's coming baby that's what they come for <laughs> they're coming for your teeth they come for the dentistry talk stay for uh, whatever the segment is exactly <laughs> i mean that's gonna be the new thing we're gonna just like write ourselves into this i don't know but it's gonna be <laughs> i apologize to any of our guests or any future guests but i think all future guests should be dentists oh i'm just gonna oh. put it out there now Bold. okay so we're just going to be going to dentists and watching, having them watch some horror movies. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. That's an interesting idea. I don't think that one has been done yet. I mean, there's a lot of podcasts out there, so there Mitch could be a, for sure. a dentist oh watching. We could just call it, we call it nine out of 10 horror review. I was thinking yeah. like, how do we work that in there? That's perfect. There we go. Nine out of 10. <laughs> nine out of 10 dentists agree. <laughs> We'll have a panel of 10 dentists. Yes or no, would you recommend it? Exactly. <laughs> Chunders, go- if there is a, if any of you are dentists, we need 10 of you. So yes, if, you, if there's one dentist that listens to us, you need nine other of your dentist friends. Mm-hmm. And then we will have you on the show. We will have a dentist well, what specific we can do, episode. And we'll, well, even, even better, we'll have that. But then on top of it, we can ask our 10 dentist friends how they feel about the movie or segment we, we did and then at the end we could say you know eight out of ten dentists agree this is a good movie to watch <laughs> this is perfect Absolutely. we don't have to always have we're i mean this is brainstorming off air stuff but we're yeah, getting we're giving yeah, everyone a glimpse into the yeah, yeah the no. golden nuggets mm-hmm. that come out of this one here that'll be happening with the whole shuttle the pod rebranding that's coming up with our one year anniversary special coming very soon very soon <laughs> But before we get in into any of all that crazy stuff and our main segment of the night, (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing well. Uh, I went and saw My Chemical Romance, so that was definitely a lot of fun. As of recording, that'll have been a few weeks now, but um, that was definitely a very, very good time. You'd, You'd learn all about, well... I think I said a very couple short things, but in the Discord, you can always find out more about like all that oh, yeah. shit that we're doing. Yeah. Real time, more dentist talk for sure going on there oh, as yeah. well. So don't forget to jump into the Discord. Don't forget to follow all of us at Shuttle the Pod on Instagram and Slasher. That's where you can get you know updates on movies that are coming next that we're going on about any anything like that that's going on mm-hmm. podcast related. That's where we ask a lot of our questions to try to get your mm-hmm. opinions before we do recordings, so we can bring those on the show. Still waiting for those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, I've got a couple of responses to the last 
two that should have been on boil down, but uh, okay, yeah, yeah. let's we'll do figure it, it out. We'll it's, figure it out. We're, okay. we're figuring it out. All right, <laughs> we're figuring it out. We ain't gonna do it now. Fuck it. We won't do it live. So we're gonna go ahead and before that, um, oh, don't forget. Like I almost forgot to tell you where to go if you forget anything. Oh yeah. And where would that be? That would be at shuttlethepod dot com for all the dates and deets and anything related to us that you could ever need and links to get us to any of your, uh, any of our good stuff. So please do that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry for sounding so desperate. Please, please do that. Please. Hello. Anyone? anyone? Murder me. do, do, Do you listen to this podcast? Why don't you just stay? Please review it. <laughs> Please. Please. Oh, God damn it! So, now let's go ahead and talk about people being turned into furniture and crazy shit. Yeah, dude! But before that, we're going to take a quick break. Ed Gein. And we're back. Thank you so much to our kind sponsor for those lovely words of encouragement. So as we said before the break, we're jumping right into it. And we're going to head over to Sam's real gnarly segment on Ed Gein. Hey, guys. Why did they have to keep the heat on in Ed Gein's house? (laughs) God, why is that? Why? So the furniture wouldn't get goosebumps. Oh. <laughs> okay. I like that one. Got another one for you. Oh. Why did Ed Gein's girlfriend stop going out with him? Why's that? Because he was such a cut up. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> oh, my God. Got one more for you. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm ready. Why won't anyone play cards with Ed Gein? Why? He might come up with a good hand. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. Those jokes are called geeners. <laughs> are they official? Like, is that like a thing that's... Geeners is a total thing. It started like pretty much immediately when Ed Gein got in the news, like <laughs> within weeks and then, you know, popular over months and carried through years, it, uh, particularly in Wisconsin, where... Um, Plainfield, Wisconsin is where he lived. Mm-hmm. Um, and now in Plainfield, they didn't tell those jokes. They were like really resentful about their small little village being famous for this fucking guy, right? Yeah. But uh, psychiatrists in Wisconsin like wrote papers on why people made these jokes and sort of analyzing gallows humor and stuff like that. They put it into like limericks and like parodied songs with him like there is so much ed Gein parody out mm. there <laughs> sure it's kind okay. of wild interesting yeah so uh i guess next what do you guys know about ed Gein? you knew i was gonna ask i You're didn't not... know <laughs> i mean I, I had an assumption but what's your familiar familiar oh my god this could be a good one familiarity yes <laughs> nailed it uh, yeah, I mean, I guess as much as any other creep would <laughs> research in Ed sure. Gein, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I've got that, uh, was, was it a made-for-TV movie or a direct-to-DVD movie, the Ed Gein movie? There's uh, been a few, I'm not yeah. sure. So there's, uh, it was like the mid, early 2000s, late 90s. 
and then just, you know, I think I actually have an Edgeen book. Just mm-hmm. of how I've bizarre. read one for this. Ooh. That was good, too. I hope the book you have is Deviant, because that is really well written. <laughs> I recommend it to everybody. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I mean, as compared to, I mean, I know not as much. I haven't really read anything on Edgeen, and I just know the basics of, you know, the horror house and all um, the things that were inside and and what he did, but we'll get into all that. But that's pretty much uh, it. I don't don't know much of his backstory and stuff. Um, He he invented Facebook, right? Hey, my man. (laughs) My man, we're coming in with with the game. That's right. That's right. He's a regular Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) (laughs) That boy and Ed Gein have a lot more in common than you think. All right. So Norman Bates, Leatherface, Hannibal Lecter, and Buffalo Bill are the most notable characters that were inspired from Ed Gein. I'm sure as we go, we'll notice a lot of similarities between those characters and Lil Eddie. Little little small guy. Eddie, as he was known to his friends. He didn't really have friends, but acquaintances. Let's start with Ed's parents. Let's rewind a little before this guy even popped out. George Gein, Ed's dad, was orphaned as a child when uh-huh. his mother, father, and sister were swept away during a flood. They, like, left Ed somewhere to travel by wagon somewhere else. Uh-huh. Very good storytelling. And uh, it was raining and a river rose and they were never seen again. Again. god damn it (laughs) George met Ed's mother Augusta Lierke Lierke Augusta Lierke she was a German I don't think she was an immigrant but her parents were they met in the bustling city of La Crosse Wisconsin ooh glamorous shout out shout out La Crosse shout out egg sneakers Quote, oh, okay, so I'm going to quote a few times throughout this, and anytime I say quote something, it's from the book Deviant by Harold Schechter. The book I was just talking about is a great read. Quote is about Augusta. From all accounts, she was a woman who may well have preferred the kind of husband she could bend easily to her own will. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so a healthy relationship. Yes, exactly. Wait, no. <laughs> Scratch that. Edit it, domineering, very, uh, just not, well, we'll get into Augusta. They were quickly married and soon after had their first son, Henry Green, Henry Gein. And uh-huh. six years later, after Henry was born, they had another son, little baby Edward Gein. Eddie Gein. Baby Ooh, Eddie. Well, baby yeah, Eddie. It's like baby Jesus. But. I know you keep on. I know it's Ed Gein, but every time you say Eddie, all I'm getting is the Rocky Horror Picture Show Eddie song. It's stuck in my head. But oh, it's, interesting. But it's just Ed Gein killing people. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Und I cried. I uh, I kept get when I was thinking about it. I meant to look it up. I was like, I wonder if Iron Maiden called Eddie Eddie because of Ed Gein. <laughs> I did look it up though. We'll say it's true. Oh, you heard it here. It's true. You heard it here first. Say from Sam's lips to your ears. You better be God out there. Well, of course, God's listening. 
Okay, where were we? <laughs> During their time in lacrosse, Augusta ran a successful hardware store while George drank his money away in the taverns and bounced from job to job. George. Disgusted by the harlots and sinners in the big city of lacrosse, Wisconsin, <laughs> Augusta began to save her money until she could buy a farm. And she did just that. Augusta bought a 119-acre farm in the small village of Plainfield, Wisconsin. Okay, not bad. Yeah, very good. And this was a time where, like, women didn't really own land. It was only, like, uh, 100 years sure. ago. But, uh... Do you know what she was farming? But she... she The title was on her... Her name was on the title. Nice. Good for her. Yeah, right? <laughs> she Turns out she's a very sweet lady. <laughs> Nobody ever talks about that. Right. <laughs> the Geens left lacrosse w- when Ed was eight. And it was in Plainfield that his mother's control and Ed's own isolation were really able to take full control of his life. Okay. Augusta was the dominant force of the household, and George was a lazy drunk. <laughs> the most work he ever really did was beating his family. Despite George's abuse and Augusta's regular praying that George would die, Augusta did not divorce him (laughs) because divorce, of course, is a sin. Ah, okay. You can't be sin. And she is a religious zealot, fanatic, like to the extreme. I believe it's Lutheran. So Lutheran that like even other Christians, unless they're super Lutheran. (laughs) are bad sinners (laughs) okay i got you so yeah there's like yeah everything's a sin it's all oh yeah yeah you're all going to hell the world is a devil uh except for the shit i'm doing well it's it's, all to save you we know (laughs) we've seen mothers like this plenty since then psycho um you know what i thought of when i was doing this that nobody ever brought up but it is uh water boy (laughs) just like the modern water boy kathy bates yeah isn't mm-hmm. that the mom? Yeah. So Henry and Ed were completely under their mother's control, and she warned them regularly against the evils of women and sin. She told the boys that fornication should be saved only for marriage, and even then they should only do it for procreation and not for pleasure. She told them that the sin of masturbation was far preferable to the sin of fucking. She probably didn't say fucking, but... Uh, and she'd yeah so so this is like the opposite of pearl uh what i, I don't pearl, know what you mean from x that. you want banging banging pearl from x oh yeah yeah, bang yeah everybody yeah definitely the opposite of pearl <laughs> <laughs> little eddie went to school despite his mother's concerns over his exposure to the devil in the outside world in school gene had trouble making friends he had a growth over one eyelid that caused it to sag Oh, and so, he was yeah. shy, and so it was just sort of a bad combination. Uh, worse still, if he did spark up a friendship with someone, he would dutifully tell his mom, and then his mom would rant and rave about what a terrible family the boy comes from and how they're all sinners and everyone's bad. Oh, of course. So, yeah, next day, Eddie would go to school and couldn't even look the kid in the eye, just totally ignored him. He, Of course, he never tried to be friends with any of the girls in school. Those hussies, you know. Oh, yes. I remember this hussy. As Ed grew into adulthood, he was viewed around Plainfield as a hardworking, quiet man who was a bit odd, but mostly harmless. His strangeness was understandable considering his home life. 
in a small town like this, everyone knew everyone else's business. So they were kind of like, yeah, yeah, he's weird, but you know, whatever. <laughs> That's our Ed. Oh, that Ed. George Gein died in 1944. The family was happy to be rid of him, but needed to seek more work to make up to make up for the meager amount of money that George brought to the family. Ed worked odd jobs around town to help out. Most of it was manual labor, but occasionally he would babysit. Quote, The kids were always glad to see Eddie. He would roughhouse with the boys and do silly magic tricks for the girls, or tell them creepy stories about headhunters and cannibals from the adventure magazines he read all the time. So, <laughs> so cannibal, yeah, taxidermist, and, and one hell of a babysitter. Hell yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I hadn't mentioned this yet, but he was an avid reader. He particularly loved pulp stories of the macabre, murder, rape, mutilation, shrunken heads, torture, you name it, Ed read it. I didn't read that he read EC Comics, but I'm pretty much... It's guaranteed to. he would have had to. Yeah, it's the kind of thing that was up old Ed Arino's alley. Do you think he would have listened? Hey, we get. We oh, get the- maybe. I mean, we get it, right? <laughs> we cover We're the macabre. All that stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about all that stuff. Not the rape bit. But the mutilation and the yeah, torture. I'm totally into mutilation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mutilation's great. Hydrate, then mutilate. Very important. That's like. That'll be our, like, workout gym shirt. <laughs> Hydrate, then mutilate. About to go mutilate this bench press. All right. <laughs> Chuddle the fitness. <laughs> Chuddle like, the fitness. Be like, us in a gym and we're like, how do these things work? <laughs> how do you use that? <laughs> how do you do that? What am I supposed to do with this thing? <laughs> <laughs> Not long after George died, Ed's brother Henry also bit the dust. Ooh. Ed and Henry were fighting a wildfire on the family property. The brothers became separated, and Ed couldn't find Henry anywhere. Ed went for help and came back with several police officers. When they arrived, Ed brought them directly to Henry's body, who was laying face down in the dirt, dead as a doornail. Henry was covered in ash, but other than that, he seemed fine. On closer inspection... That it was found that he had bruises on his face and head. So aliens, aliens? Yeah, I was aliens. Well, they the they didn't rule that it was aliens. Oh. They said that he uh, probably passed out from the heat and smoke, and when he fell, he hit his face and head, and that's what killed him. So, so he was. These wasn't, things happened. He okay. So he wasn't beaten in the face. By his brother and then laid face down and sprinkled with ash and then he felt weird about put it. This ash here so nobody asked any questions. <laughs> <laughs> and then got the cops. Because that's kind of what it sounded like to me. If he walked directly to his body, he's like, I couldn't find him for all forever, but he's right over there. Well, when the police asked Ed how they led him directly to Henry's supposedly ah. missing body, Keen replied, Funny how that works. <laughs> <laughs> now this that may have s- struck the police as a strange comment from anyone but Gein. In this case, that was just how little Eddie was. A little murderous boy. Yeah, he definitely killed his brother. Well, we don't know that for sure, but <laughs> But we know that for sure. <laughs> yeah, we know that. Yeah. Two out of th- two out of three children <laughs> agree. 
Nine out of ten dentists agree. <laughs> they agree that Ed Gein fucking killed, killed his brother. His brother. <laughs> God, see, this is why we need a panel of dentists so that we dentists. can ask these oh, questions yeah. to. Let's let's send that to the dentists. Ah, <laughs> uh, only three out of ten dentists agree on this one, guys. <laughs> one. Sorry, guys. Ed was known for making odd comments or strange behavior, but people just thought that was in his nature. Plenty of people are strange. Not a big deal. Here's a couple quotes from people that knew Ed. Before this happened, if you asked me who could be capable of something like this, the last man in the world I would have named would have been Eddie Gein. Another quote. When people kidded him about what a dangerous fellow he was, it was a joke because it was only funny because he was so harmless. Ah. When Mary Hogan, a local tavern owner, went missing, it was the talk of the town. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that's not funny, but... It's not, but just the the delivery was there. Yeah. Actually, we're going to rewind that. Sorry, Brian. I just realized I totally uh, didn't put anything in here that needs to be in here. So I'm just going to have to do it off the top of the dome after my last. He seemed so harmless. So Eddie was harmless until, it seems, until his mother died. Okay. Ed loved his mother he doted on his mother he she was everything in the world to him as much as she sheltered him and hid him and told him the world was full of sin he appreciated all that from her because she was just trying to protect him oh sure very 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 devoted mama's boy so it was her passing that really kind of set everything off the at the funeral a few people from town came, not many. Actually, when his dad died, he got like a whole nice obituary in the paper. Oh, and when well. the mom died, it was like two sentences because <laughs> nobody liked her. <laughs> but uh, he was supposedly just uncontrollably sobbing, snot running down his face the whole the whole funeral. Because, I mean, losing your mom is tough, but as... As we'll find out from what appears to have happened to him. Oh, it, yeah. Uh, also being brainwashed for that many years right. in isolation. Well, uh, pretty much any any movie you can think of that has that a character with that type of attachment to the mom, it's because of this. The book, Psycho the movie, was based on a book, Psycho, which was based on Ed Gein. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's dead. Ed's unhappy. Mary Hogan, a local tavern owner goes missing and it was the talk of the town and when quote mary hogan's whereabouts came up he would always crack the same strange little joke she's at the farm right now eddie would say grinning his idiot's grin i I went and got her in my pickup truck and took her home the men would snicker or shake their heads at eddie's lame attempt at humor no one paid much attention it was just the sort of damn fool remark you'd expect from an oddball like Eddie Gein. <laughs> when he's just actually confessing and telling the truth. Mm-hmm. And nobody believes him. That's yes. wild. That's so <laughs> wild. I mean, yeah. Soon, another woman, a hardware store owner named Bernice Warden, went missing. Also, I should note, both these women ran their own businesses and were somewhat similar looking to Eddie's mama, and she had mm-hmm. run that hardware store before getting the farm. So Okay. 
And how, it I'm is sorry, bel- how old is he about this time? Uh, that's a great question. He's in his like late. I know. I'm pretty sure when he was arrested, he was 51, and this would have been not long before then. It was in 51. He was 51. Oh wait. So when did I'm you sorry. ask how old he is? Yeah he, yeah. yeah. he wasn't a young buck. Yeah. He was like. Oh, okay. So he's not. We're not talking about little Eddie. <laughs> no, but he's he. So they call him that anyway because he's. A tiny guy. A, a slight man, yes. He's 50. Okay, yeah. He's All a right. little Tom Cruise or something. Yeah, no, he's... Yes. So <laughs> Tom Cruise this... as Ed Gein. <laughs> Ooh, I'd see that one. I'd watch that flick. <laughs> Risky business. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it works. <laughs> Him sliding into his kitchen just in a woman suit instead of underwear. Da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> Just tie yeah. my moan yeah, mother was to the shelf. Okay, little Eddie is 51. Yeah, little old Eddie. <laughs> old little Eddie. <laughs> old little Eddie. So, a uh, hardware store owner, owner of a business, just like the past victim and Eddie's mom, went mm-hmm. missing, Bernice Warden. The disappearance matched Mary Hogan's almost exactly. Inside the business, the their business a pool of blood was found with a single bullet casing and a trail of blood leading to where they were loaded into a vehicle so Ooh. somebody would just come into the store and be like hello uh hello oh it, it, it's just a pool of blood <laughs> there's nobody here hi it's me the pool of blood <laughs> somebody i got a i got a show casing for you i'm just watching the place <laughs> So, when Bernice Warden's son, Frank, heard the news of his mother's disappearance, he knew it must have been Ed Gein. Ed had been hanging around the store, ogling his mother. He even asked her to the skating rink. You know, just, like, been around a lot. Mm -hmm. So, two policemen went over to Ed Gein's farm. When they got to the farmhouse, Ed was not home, but they broke in through the back door. The place was filthy. Very much... Texas Chainsaw Hoarder style, just completely gross. Mm-hmm. Big goo vibes. And that's before like getting to any of the shit. It's just this gross is, in there. <clears throat> this is entry, entry level goo. Yes. Then <laughs> the real goo begins. Ooh. Let the goo begin. So uh, this is uh, pretty much a almost a paragraph from that book because I really liked it. One of the police, quote, stepped back and swept his beam around the room. He felt something touch his jacket from behind and turned to see what he had brushed up against. There, in the beam of his flashlight, dangled a large, dead, white carcass. It was hanging upside down by its feet. Its front had been split completely open so that its trunk was little more than a dark, gaping hole. The carcass had been decapitated as though someone had sliced the head off for a trophy. The body had been butchered like a heifer or a dressed-out deer, only it wasn't an animal. It was the body of a human being, an adult woman, Bernice Warden's body. Oh, man. So the House of Horrors is discovered. She is hanging. He slit behind her, like ankles or tendons and shoved a stick through that oh. and hung her by the ankles like that mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. so jackpot boys <laughs> yeah that's pretty gnarly okay <laughs> so much goo we have um, hit our house of horrors yes ross oh my god i mean could you imagine the 
uh, I mean, it's basically been disassembled like a deer, but like you go in and you realize it's a carcass and then it's so eviscerated that it takes you a minute to realize it's a person. Like that cop looked at that. It was like, that's a carcass. Oh my God. That's a person. Like <laughs> that's fucking horrifying. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to find that, but that's why I'm not a cop. <laughs> that's the only reason that's, why I'm, only that's reason, why I'm not yeah. a cop in a small town in Wisconsin you deal with that you have to deal with Slenderman like oh my gosh oh, yeah. that's right oh, I meant to look up how far away this was from the stabbing <laughs> Slenderman Forest his mansion mm. Edgeen's mansion he became Edgeen became the Slenderman no that wouldn't work whatever fuck it they were pen pals so the house of horror has been discovered and if you thought the gore pit from bloody benders was a lot Hold on to your butts. <laughs> Let's go through a list of what was found amongst the junk and filth and trash in Ed Gein's house, shall we? Yes, please. A soup bowl made from the sawed-off top of a human skull. That's practical. Yes. I mean, that I just mean, makes sense. We'll notice a trend here. Everything's sort of uh, utilitarian. It's got a purpose. <laughs> yeah. Every piece has a purpose. There's some some decorative stuff, but still. Yeah. Okay. This is like your Pier 1 or a Pottery Barn. Oh, Ed's Pottery Barn. Mostly people. For the people. Because it's people. Because of our, because it's people. <laughs> there were several complete skulls, including two mount non, mounted on his bedposts, which I think is a pretty cool look. I mean, this situation, yeah. not ideal, but I love some skull bedposts. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. For but sure. so so at this point he's also exhuming bodies. Well, he's always been doing that, as we will get to. But we just discovered There's a lot more. Yeah, a lot more than two missing people about in the it house. As yeah, the uh-huh. as it was found out about some heads were wrapped in plastic bags, and others were found under furniture. Which I I wonder did he dislike some of the heads and just was like ah. Eh. Shoved it, like kicked it under well, a couch. Well, after you have so many, you just kind of forget about yeah. them sometimes. They, like they'll fall and roll. You won't even notice. Yeah. If you try <laughs> stacking them in a pyramid, you know what I mean, in your corner, they will eventually just kind of roll all over the floor. It's you a just, mess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, anyone who's tried to stack a skull pyramid knows this. Yeah. Sure. Four woven cane seats that had been refurbished with smooth strips of human skin. Quote, the underside was lumpy with fat. Oh, Oh, cushioning. It's cushioning. Yeah. Natural. All natural. That's the thing. It's green. He's just uh, upcycling. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Here at Ed Gein Furniture. Reducing his carbon footprint. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Here at Ed Gein Furniture, we go natural because it's for the people because it is people. Ed Gein Furniture. Carbon neutral since 1950, <laughs> or whatever, whatever the hell this happened. 57 is when he was arrested. He was 51 years old. But uh, since, uh, well, I don't want to jump ahead. But how long do you know? Like had the time frame he was like collecting all this stuff. Uh, mm, okay, so years. carbon neutral since 57. There yeah, we go. There yeah, I perfect. mean, like. <laughs> I don't know exactly, no. I don't know if anyone really does, but like at least probably four or five years. Okay, okay. Jeez. They uncovered a variety of articles fabricated from human skin. Oh. Lampshades, 
bracelets, a waist basket, a tom-tom, like the drum, and the sheath for a hunting knife. Oh. So, again. <laughs> it's just it's just I a giant know, open so mouth. Funny just, me. Arr, yeah. arr. <laughs> In the esophagus? Oh, God. Just, ew, goo. That's goo? That's how you sheath it. Just a drippy esophagus that just... Oh. But it just, but every time you pull it out, it goes, you can never be silent with an esophagus. Sheath now you mentioned, you mentioned a skin drum of human yeah. skin. I mean, that's our second Skins. drum on this show that has been made out of like animal, skin. like, yeah. I mean, I guess what are most drums old skin they're made of skin, I think. Yeah. I don't know what kind of skin. No, but I guess it wasn't always dog or, or human, though. Who knows? How do you think types. he felt about a dog drum? How did he feel about animals? Were there animals in Discovery? Uh, there's no discussion of him being like weird with animals, although there was one thing in his psychiatric <laughs> uh, evaluation. They were like giving him well-known phrases, to, and he would re- tell them what he thought they meant. So it would be like, uh-huh. grass is always greener on the other side. And be like, some people have it better than you or something like he wasn't okay. getting any of them quite right, but they weren't like totally wrong either. But then one was a uh, bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. And I'd kind of laughed. and was like, huh, you got to be careful with a bird in your hand. You might squeeze him too hard and kill him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's that there's. They just didn't like think of any of the animal carcasses in there because there were so many humans. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, yeah. they find one of the faces that we'll get to uh, under like a moth-eaten bearskin rug. So I mean, it's Wisconsin. Oh, so everybody's hunters, but he was not a hunter. He hunted rabbits, um, but like blood actually made him f- faint or black out he was not good with blood oh he's like um, dexter <laughs> oh my god yeah Dude, could you imagine could you imagine Ed maybe honestly dexter might have gotten that from ed gein <laughs> could you very imagine, well could've. like dude just him trying to clean that body like he sees blood and blacks out for 15 minutes every single time it probably took him four days just to clean one body because he just kept on blacking out well as we'll learn all this stuff is he's in a daze when he does it um is he can't quite recall things and kind of kind of knows they happen but he's not really he's like in a trance almost yeah you gotta lose goo. yourself goo. Goo. they found a belt fashioned out of female nipples and a shade pole decorated with a pair of woman's lips mm, weird uh, yeah so he made the belt out of nipples I would have preferred a suspender nipple myself. I'm more of a suspender guy. When have I seen you wear suspenders? Whenever I have to dress up. When do I, I wear know. a belt? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably wear suspenders at your wedding and your wedding and my wedding. So at least three times. <laughs> I mean, thank you. I mean, all right. An old shoebox containing nine vulvas. So that that might have been the the oh. vagina wall you were thinking of. Um, yeah, oh, some of them still had like anuses attached to them, the way you would like cut them out and stuff. The freshest of the nine was sprinkled with salt, um, and he had started salting them, so they wouldn't go bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> from deviant, <laughs> yeah, you got something to say. Don't you, don't you just hate it when they go bad? <laughs> 
<laughs> when your box of buttholes goes bad. <laughs> when your box of buttholes goes bad. Oh, there's no going back from that. Oh, boy. That's why you use Endgame salt. <laughs> Sprinkle it on your butthole. <laughs> That'll be a commercial. Uh, from Deviant, quote, this is about the vulvas. <laughs> Most were dry. <laughs> God damn it. Thanks, thanks. Thanks for being that specific. Uh, to remind us where we were. Okay. In Deviant, in regards to the vulvas, quote, Most were dried and shriveled. The one had been daubed with silver paint and trimmed with a red ribbon. Another, the topmost one, seemed quite fresh. It consisted of a portion of the mons veneris with the vagina and anus attached. So, that's just how so he, he made knew. A, he made a tinsel one? Yeah, maybe that was his holiday. He, he, he decorated it for Christmas. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to pull this one out during Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> we just found a box of Christmas, Christmas decorations. Yeah. Oh, is the is it time yet to bring out the Christmas crotch? Oh God, that's that goes on top of the tree for sure. So they found another Slides on top. Bo- uh, another box that had four noses in it. Um, and smelled smelled terrible. Hey, did you hear about the box with four noses in it? It smelled terrible. It smelled terrible. And they found a Quaker Oats box uh, full of, like, bits of human head, essentially. Just just chunks of head? Yeah, head chunks in a box. <laughs> Several- Quaker Oats? Do you think he got rid of the oats, or the box was already empty from oats that he had eaten before? Or did he have the box was like, toss the oats, put my head chunks in there? <laughs> yeah. I need a place for my head chunks. Head chunks. I'm not. I'm never gonna eat these oats. I'm gonna eat these head chunks. Head chunks. <laughs> well, that actually is a misnomer. He never ate anybody. At least he says he didn't, and most psychiatrists believe him, and I do too, because he's like fairly honest about everything. Um, it's just kind of either like, oh, I don't remember, but that seems right. Did he have? Wasn't there something? Cook- he's pretty disassociated. Yeah. Um. I mean, I could be totally wrong. I remember reading something about him having something boiling, like a body. No, that's part not or true. That's a, that's not okay. That's a yeah, fa- like a fabrication. A, yeah, like a rumor. You know what? As you can imagine, when all this hits the press, all sorts of stories, crazy stories yeah. happen. Yeah, and there's a reason why you remember hearing that actually, um, because and it's it's coming up. Basically, there was something found near the stove, but. That's all. It was just something near the oh, stove. Because okay. he had a pot-bellied a... stove, and he would cremate any parts in there that he wasn't using. And he had, like, an ash-dumping spot on his property where he'd dump human part ash. Several pairs of leggings made from actual human legs. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Whoa. Leggings. I love him. Leggings. <laughs> what a guy. From Deviant. Quote, Even more ghastly was a garment fashioned from the upper torso of a middle-aged woman. Gein had carefully skinned the top part of her body, breasts included, tanned it, and attached it to a cord so that he could be donned as a kind of vest. Okay. Oh, wow. I was imagining like a corset type of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more of a vest. I guess. (laughs) 
As no, as, it was okay. more of a vest. So as see as ghastly my vest, see my vest, vest, see my vest. My favorite woman's chest. chest. Yep. <laughs> see my sweater. It is also another woman. <laughs> see my leggings. They're legs. They so legs. legs. <laughs> see my mask. It was a face. Oh yes. I hate to say it because of how ghastly it is, but like you kind of have to admire the craftsmanship involved with doing all of this. It's fucked up, but it's like it, He's the it's total well type done. Of guy who'd be at like your local craft fair? Yeah, he didn't half-ass any of this. He used a whole ass. He may have half-ass. Well, not some exactly of it. <laughs> the type of guy that would have been at your craft fair, but like, imagine what if like he had an accessibility <laughs> to like a Michaels. <laughs> just understood like the power of fabrics and different like materials maybe oh, he did it was like i think there's a lot that could have saved eddie gain from being the ghoul that he became oh my and michael's is one of the options that's what yeah that's what yeah, that's one of them they didn't have that in the small town of plainfield ed section here at michael's let me get three yards of the 64 year old skin please <laughs> I've got a craft weekend ahead of me. This is also from Deviant. Human facial skins that had been painstakingly peeled from the skulls of nine women. They had no eyes, of course, just holes where the eyes had been, but the hair was still attached to the scalps. A few of the masks looked dried out, almost mummified. Others seemed more carefully preserved, as though they had been treated with oil to keep the skin smooth. Some of them still had lipstick on their mouths and looked quite lifelike. For those who knew their faces, it would not have been hard to tell the identities of the victims. Oh, wow. So that's fun. Talk about artistry. You were right, mm-hmm. Ross. It, it sounds to me like he probably is trial and error, you know? He mm-hmm. learned as he went. Really got good at preserving them. <sighs> Once he figured out how to salt them properly. It was, yeah. well, it was oil. You got to treat it like leather. Do you think, like, after all these things were collected into evidence, like, you'd have someone from the coroner's office, like, look at that and go, like, huh, I'm going to use that technique next time. Like, <laughs> they learned something from him. <laughs> they learned something from Ed Gein. Who knows? Maybe. I wish I had had a, a yes and for you, but <laughs> you maybe. <laughs> for the face skins were hanging on his bedroom wall as decorations. As you would. They found Mary Hogan's face, the first woman that went missing, in a brown paper bag. That it was in the that brown paper bag was covered by the moth eaten bear skin. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, wow. what's in here? What's in here? They were like all the police were just so Surprise, like muddled by what was happening that they were just like looking in things and not even like really <laughs> Just just find it, open the bag, see the face, puke into the bag of the face. Oh, there was the lots bag. of puking. The The first two detectives there, like, went outside and puked. It was classic, like, detective in a movie scene, coming into right. a murder scene. Because especially that first one, you know, she's hanging through her ankles, missing her head with her entire, like, middle section missing. Dude, can you imagine? I mean, like, obviously not to downplay, but, like, these cops, like, I'm assuming in small town Wisconsin, the most action they've ever seen was, like, a speeding ticket. And then they have to go to a oh, house yeah. of fucking horrors. Like, this. <laughs> they had, 
Absolutely. Uh, Sheriff Schley, I think his name was, Arthur Schley, was a really interesting character for me in the book. Um, like, I, I want something from his perspective. We'll get to that at the end with my question. But, uh, yeah, no, it was a very small town. Didn't have shit. The police budget was super low. They had to, like, get help from police all over the state, especially once this blows up. The, like, his house will need protection all the time because people mm-hmm. want to, like, come check it out. Yeah. But uh, what else did they find there? Bernice Warden, the woman who they found hanging by the ankles. Mm-hmm. They found, quote, her heart in a plastic bag in front of Gein's pot-bellied stove. A pile of entrails, parentheses, still warm, wrapped in a newspaper and folded inside an old suit of men's clothes. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, goo. It took a while, but the police were finally able to find Bernice Warden's head. Quote, where, where was the head? What Eddie had done was take two penny nails, bend them into hooks, connect them with a foot length of twine, and stick one nail into each of Bernice Warden's ears. In this way, the head could be hung into his bedroom as a trophy or wall ornament. <laughs> God, interesting. <laughs> just the he's just sleeping at night. Just as a woman's head, just staring at him the entire time, like a taxidermy deer. Yeah, and he likes that. That's what he wanted. Yeah, he's, he's into like, it. I'm, I'm loving this, but he's not into it too. He's got the you know he's conflicted in ways, or he feels remorse sometimes. It's hard to say what's going on, you know. Totally, but if like, could you imagine in like one of his uh. Uh, delusional episodes that he does that puts it up and then he recovers the morning after and then he looks up and doesn't remember that he put a woman's head up on the wall right. and you just start screaming <laughs> <laughs> well uh, uh, apparently he didn't stay there much in his they don't think he was there much probably I guess maybe that other than to do this stuff with bodies there and like collect other junk they think he like slept at other abandoned buildings around the <laughs> Or like you can't sleep where you work. I mean, you got to separate yeah. that. Yeah. And the rest, so it took days and weeks to go through the farmhouse and ev- like every fucking thing, they drawer they opened or box they touched or whatever was like some grisly new discovery. Um, but all of that was only in the kitchen and his bedroom. The rest of the house was pretty, looked like he never went in it because all the dust on it. And his mom's room had been boarded up since she died. So when they opened that up, it was like untouched except for all the dust that accumulated. Mm-hmm. And yet still it took so long for them to find all this shit because it was so filthy and full of junk. And also there was so much to find. Now, when they get to the house and find the body and start looking around, where was Ed Gein? Well, he was at his neighbor's house having dinner. So... The police came over there and were like, hey, we need to talk to you. And can you can you imagine him <laughs> sitting at dinner? And then like the fury of cops that show up behind. Oh, it's like, just two oh. guys. Oh my god. <laughs> just sorry guys. Would you like to sit down from a potluck meal? Yeah. We well, can you imagine being the neighbors that were the yeah. ones who like yeah when he was arrested and found like all this came to light he was eating dinner, dinner with us enough. yeah got a story for life i don't know if, how, if you want to tell it but <laughs> um and then ed went with the police he was always very cordial and meek and mild manner and polite and 
was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> Little Eddie. Ed was an ideal inmate. In fact, he seemed gracious for all the newfound attention that he received. When it came to the murders of Mary Hogan and Bernice Warden, Ed couldn't quite recall the details. He committed them in a daze, but agreed based on the evidence it must have been him who killed them. He's like, <laughs> oh. well, yeah, I mean, I guess that's all right. I mean, I well, that think sounds I like took me. the body and put it in my truck and then took it home and hung it up in the shed by the ankles. I'm not, I mean, I'm not too sure on the details, but that seems right. I, I probably did that. <laughs> oh, my God. What if in some weird twist of fate, it's actually the dead brother the entire time who didn't die, but then came back as a revenge plot <laughs> and framed his idiot brother. To make him think that, yeah. Well, yeah. he is easily uh, susceptible to suggestion. They had to be very careful uh, when they were interrogating him, the police, to not put words in his mouth. Because he would print, like, did you do this? And be like, well, yeah, I did do that. Well, of, course, like, of course I did that. Said you know, Because so you said that I did. Right. So I did that. Because you said I did that, right? And then you were downtown and you got naked and they voted you governor and you ate the ice cream before jumping over the lake. And he'd be like, that's yeah. about right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's something I would do. Sounds like, sounds like now me. that you say it, uh, say it sounds natural. Police from all over the state poured into Plainville, hoping to solve missing persons cases, but Ed insisted that he had only killed the two women. Yet, if he only killed the two women, where did all the he- other heads and various body parts come from? Mm. "Quote from graveyards," said Eddie, as the lawman as- listened in astonishment. Keen explained that for a five-year period, beginning in 1947, he made a large number of nocturnal visits, as many as 40, to area cemeteries. Eventually, oh, okay, yeah. So let's just dig him up and grave. So he, so he really digs chicks. Ah, you betcha. Another uh, Geener. 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 So, uh, because he said he did this grave robbing, there's this whole thing. Are they gonna dig up these bodies to find out if that's true? Do we take him at his word? There's other missing people. How do we do this? Obviously, digging up these bodies will be a big deal for the families of the victims in these cases. So the DA was reluctant to do that, but eventually he gave in and had two people disinterred that Gein said that he had dug up. And Ed was telling the truth. Pulled up one and the casket was empty except for a crowbar. And the other casket they dug up was empty as Wait. well. But as they were digging to it, they found various body parts like a jaw and a couple other things because he would get these pangs of remorse and go back and like throw bits of the person back into the grave, like dig up some and throw it back. <laughs> and then... So he was so OK. So the first one, he <laughs> felt so bad that he buried his own crowbar, crowbar? in the grave yeah. or he just forgot it. <laughs> Could you imagine? Uh-huh. Could you imagine exhuming a body, taking the body out, then putting everything back together, then spending an who knows how long to fill the entire grave back up, like an hour, right. or two hours, and then suddenly realize that you had left your crowbar in the grave? <laughs> it's like, well, oh, like it's like nowadays so it would be himself. his cell phone, and his cell phone would oh go off, and you'd hear it coming from in yeah, the grave definitely. inside the grave. Uh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Yeah, that's the comedy version of this. Oh my god. The uh That's that's the Steve Martin version. 
he always did fresh graves. Sometimes it was people he had known in life. Sometimes it wasn't. He kind of kept an eye on obituaries. And he would take a metal rod to the grave and kind of poke it through the soil. And if he could hear it like thunk and hit the casket, then he knew it would be like relatively easy to get the body. And if he couldn't do that, he just wouldn't do it. And he, he, he would say that when he went and did these things, it was all under days. He would get these overwhelming feelings and urges and he couldn't help himself. And then mm-hmm. he would disassociate. Ed Gein's Horror House shocked Wisconsin and the nation. The discovery and every new revelation had the country clamoring for more information. Plainfield became a destin- tourist destination for Wisconsinites, hoping to catch a glimpse of the Horror House. One day, over 20,000 people, which is almost 20 times the population of Plainfield, drove through in a single day. From Deviant, quote, One local merchant grew so weary of answering the identical question again and again that he simply drew the same little map on every sheet of a 100-page notepad, and as soon as a car pulled up to his store, he tore off a copy, handed it to the driver without exchanging a word. This newfound tourism brought mixed feelings to the residents of Plainfield. Some of the store owners were happy for the influx of cash, while other residents were mad that their tiny little town had become so crowded. This town had like one street and didn't have a street light because it had one street. There were no corners. <laughs> like, um, it's very small. Even today, it's like less than a thousand people. Keen had become a celebrity and a boogeyman overnight, with some parents warning their kids that if they didn't behave, they would set Ed Gein after them. Oh, which wow. Is fucking so crazy to me. <laughs> like, it's not even that Ed Gein is going to get you. It's that we're sending Ed Gein after you. We're hiring, hiring, right. we're hiring this murderer to kill you. I'm going to let Ed on you. <laughs> now fucking go to bed already. <laughs> go, go to bed. Have you tried that? Nothing. Yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I should. Well, first I gotta sit you down and tell you who has this <laughs> and why you should be scared, and then I'm gonna release him. <laughs> release him. I like mm-hmm. the idea of just releasing it. First, son, I know you're only three, but There's do you know what a vulva is? Yes. Yes. Whoa. Yes, Yes, father, I am well aware. Ed was being sued by some of the families of the grave robbing victims, and Ed had no money, so a legal guardian, because he couldn't, like, represent himself, is kind of like a a conservatorship, which a lot of us know now from Britney Spears. Mm. This person was appointed to sell his house and farm so that there was money to give these victims okay sure plainfield was in an uproar worried that the house would be turned into a museum for like macabre tourism and the residents didn't want that and a few days before the auction ed's house mysteriously burned to the ground Uh, as the residents of the village gathered to watch the house burn no one seemed to mind particularly the town fire marshal frank warden son of bernice warden who was that lady found hanging upside down. there it is oh yeah good twist Eddie was told his house burned down, and he was like, ah, God, I wish I had put the quote down. He was like, oh, is that so? Probably for the best. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Eddie wouldn't be in the Plainfield jail long. He quickly found himself in Wisconsin's Central State Hospital. This uh, essentially was like a mental hospital, or that is exactly what it was. 
had about 300 inmates. Gein was diagnosed with chronic schizophrenia, and his diagnosis included that while he might appear outwardly insane, especially to the people of Plainfield, his attachment to reality was barely there. Um, He had a lot going on. Necrophilia, even though he didn't have sex with the bodies, well, Oedipus issues, Oedipal issues, mommy issues, a lot of stuff. As we know, I didn't read it, put it all in here. (laughs) It was during his time at the hospital that we learned more about what Ed Gein was up to in that farmhouse, how all this came to be. I'd mentioned before that it was his mom's passing that set it off, but we're going to talk, I guess, a little about his methodology right now. For instance, when he was asking about the decapitation, how he got all these heads, that he was asked, in removing the head, did you first cut through and then snap the bone? Well, I guess that would be snapping, Ed said. Well, would you work the head back and forth in the same fashion as you would attempting to break a piece of wire into? That's a good description of it. I never took a saw to the cemetery. So just very nonchalant. It, one of the mm-hmm. things is it. They talk about it doesn't seem like he really understood the gravity of the situation or what he had done. Right. He was just like, all yeah. these people want to talk to me. Wow. And I was just here making my fun little knickknacks, <laughs> and they're all interested in it. Who knew? Could I make any furniture for you, Doc? This is your art. I feel like I need to repay you somehow. He's like, you keep asking me, but I'll make you something. You <laughs> bones? I can show you. That would be great. I love that. Dude, that's like, um, was it Kemper? He was just like very nonchalant about the oh. woman that he killed. You know, where he oh, was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, so like kind of just biz cash, like, even though like, do you know how hard it is? Like kind of doing what I did. And, like that, yeah, that just kind of like very straight factual, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He'd be like, yeah, I just cut my mother's, I cut my mother's head off and just buried it right outside my window. And like, <laughs> I believe that's, that was Kemper that did shit like that. Did yes. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll do that someday. When asked we're if gonna, he... we're gonna cut off someone's head and bury it outside our window. Shh, after the podcast, after the podcast. This is like <laughs> business talk. We don't. Oh, know sorry, off pod. That's off pod. Sorry, off pod. Patreon. Patreon. We're gonna go to yeah. commercial real quick. <laughs> Ed Gein. When asked if he did anything to treat the removed skin, I probably put some oil on. That's all to keep it soft. You know. Ed would wear the skin mask over his face, tied around the back of his head with a cord. Then he would put on the stockings made of leg skin, put on his booby vest, and top the look off by placing a vulva over his wiener, a geener. Then, strode around the house in his new outfit, show his stuff. From deviant, quote, on warmer nights, he'd strut about in the moonlight. Which, that's about the most horrifying I can fucking think of. <laughs> like, outside could of the house? Be, in yeah. The like, could like you imagine a farm? He's his fucking neighbor. <laughs> or, like, someone walking his dog. And then, like, just sees Ed Gein with a... With a... Dancing oh around God. in this yeah, fucking... With a Volva Speedo. Bill Leatherface yeah. dancing, like... Just, just really. The song "Goodbye Horses" hasn't even been invented yet, but you're hearing that anyways. Yeah, goodbye horses. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh god, the amount of goo on that. Mm -hmm. That's a shirt, though. Ed, Ed Gein in the moonlight dancing outside. 
Dancing and all that stuff. <laughs> he told them that he salted the vulvas in hopes to preserve them. When asked why did he put silver paint in a silver paint on one, he said it started to turn green. One of his doctors said he wished that he <clears throat> this is what the doctor said about Ed. Quote, and your best doctor voice mm-hmm. wished that he had a woman <laughs> instead of a man. He, all right, that's not a doctor voice. No. Excuse me. <laughs> Ed wished that he had been a woman instead of a man. He bought medical textbooks and studied an- anatomy. He wondered whether it would be possible to change his sex. He considered inquiring about an operation to change him into a woman, and even thought of trying the operation upon himself, but in did nothing about such plans. So it seems like Ed is likely trans um, and being a schizophrenic with a crazy mom and living in the time he did and all these things. Uh, I had no him, idea how to ex- yeah. express that, I guess. But yeah, I mean. And I think that's why, rather annoyingly like i think he just happened to be trans you know what i mean i don't think that's a thing with trans people but i think that is why trans killers in horror have been like a thing forever why we we see that trope so often um in movies well maybe they're biting off psycho and these other things without even realizing it but it all comes from ed gein Mm -hmm. that trope Mm -hmm. which i hate that fucking trope but ed gein He's fun. (laughs) He told the the doctors how sometimes he would hear his mother's voice talking to him after she had passed uh, for about a year. And it was usually before he fell asleep. That's a good one. He told the doctors how sometimes he would see faces in piles of leaves and they would laugh at him. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. That bothered me. So he has... So, hold on. So he... Right before he goes to bed, does a rub and tug, and hears his mom's voice, and then he's seeing faces in leaf patterns. I guess yeah. so. Yeah. Oh, okay, right. cool. All right. And then he's going to get up a little later for his moonlight serenade. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Dancing in the moonlight. <laughs> 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 That'd be oh my god! Just every aspect of that. You walk out. You first, you hear it. Like you just hear. And you're like, wait, is there? What you is, like, is there a cat dying somewhere? You gotta investigate. Would you fuck me? Oh, hi, Steve. Sorry to keep you up. I'm just doing my midnight moon crawl. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I don't. I'm in a daze. How did I get here? <laughs> Whose vagina is this? This isn't this isn't me. You know me. Just just write this off as one of those weird ed things. Like you do. I'm still down to babysit this weekend, right? <laughs> Are we still on? <laughs> At one point he thought he could necromance and make the dead rise through sheer willpower. This is something he says that he tried to do with his mother and several of the corpses that he exhumed, but Never worked. <laughs> Who would have thunk? Oh, it didn't? <laughs> oh, yeah, it didn't work. 
He did always deny cannibalism. He says that any unused parts were burned or buried. And most psychiatrists think that's true. And I do too, because just how agreeable he is and how he talks about the other stuff, like pretty willingly. Um, He says that any parts he didn't use, he cremated in his pot bellied stove. And he had like this little ash dumping area on his property where he'd go and dump that. Actually at one place, he, at one point, he brought the police to the ash dumping area. It was like, here, you might find more stuff here. <laughs> this is where I dumped the ashes. It's just a mountain of ashes. Yeah. Oh, and one time, like, way, way later, when the property was, like, split up, or who knows, people were digging there, and some dogs were, like, digging up body parts, and they found this whole area of body, discarded body parts that was, like, you know, 15 years later, however long. He also always denied that he had sex with any of the corpses, um, but his when asked about it, he would... He was kind of grossed out by it, but he would just be like, no, they smelled too bad, which is a funny reason not to have not sex to with do a corpse. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if they didn't smell bad, it would right, have been exactly. game, game on. on. Yeah. <laughs> like, ugh, gross. No, I wore them. <laughs> no, no, I just wore them. Yeah. But apparently, uh, psychiatrically, you don't have to actually have sex with corpus- corpses to be considered a necrophile. It's more about, like, wants and desires, which he did display. Ed believed, he told the doctors, that women were evil and should be ignored whenever possible, um, which comes from his mom and also must have been tough wishing that he was a woman. I mean, he had a tough life. And he's, I I wish I had kept that quote, too. Somebody he became friends with in uh, the mental hospital, they became good friends, apparently, referred to Ed as an idiot savant of the macabre, um, <laughs> which is... Sounds like the tagline to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so in Wisconsin, um, you can't be held trial if you're not considered competent. So Ed was in the mental hospital for a decade, 10 years, almost like to the month before he could stand trial. Okay. And even that was kind of silly because they knew that it was just gonna be like, all right, you'll take a trial. You're going to plead not guilty for insanity. And guess what? Jury agrees. You're insane. Go right back yeah. to the mental hospital. But, you know, Prudence, he never had a trial, so he still had to have one. Um, it's just an odd way that it worked. When asked about his treatment in the hospital, Ed replied, I'm happy here. It's a good place. Then he leaned in in a low voice and said, Some of the people here are pretty disturbed, though. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. There's, some real, there's some real messed up people here. It's like, I don't know how. No, to... I didn't say that. Yeah. You didn't hear from me, but. Some of these people are crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Ed Gein would spend the rest of his life in different hospitals until he died in 1984 at the age of 77. Now, before we close, I told you guys some Geeners at the beginning, and I also sent you some Geeners before saying I wanted you to come up with your own. Um, And I want to know what you got. I have one. I can go first if you like, or I can let you guys go first. I feel like either brian or ross you got to be last because i have a feeling you might have more than one 
<laughs> no, I, got, I just got one. You got one? All right. I wrote a few down, but I was like, I can't really probably record half the ones I'm writing down, so I'm going to do it. It's because they were racist. <laughs> no! Jesus! If that was a joke. I, I'm sure that's not true. It's a joke. I'm sure that's not true. <laughs> if it is your first time listening. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, Brian, do you want to go? Did you come up with one? No, I do not want to go because I did not come up with one. I got one. What did Ed Gein think when the woman ran away from him? I don't know. My stockings are running. Oh, my God. Oh, that's a good one, though. That's pretty good. Rostical? Hey, hey, Sam. Hey. why Why did Ed never eat a clown? I don't know. Why did Ed never eat a clown? Because they always tasted funny. <laughs> but as we learned, he didn't eat people at all. Yeah, so that's right. That's also why. <laughs> that's also that's also why. That's more direct, yeah. <laughs> okay. I didn't think of one in that short amount of time. So that's, that's yeah. Fine. <laughs> I but, was um, trying. That's it. That's Ed Gein. We we did it. He was pretty gooey. You guys, yeah. you guys feel informed? Feel any differently about Ed Gein? Less, more. You see, though, where like how much of like horror, famous horror characters we know, oh, were huge. based yeah. on that. Now, who knows? I'm sure a lot of that was influenced by things that were influenced by Gein, and they don't even know they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, right. No, but like it's the. Uh, uh, Roots. He is the roots of a lot of uh, uh, contemporary horror characters. Yeah, the the transvestism, the the farmhouse, the mom stuff, oh, sure. the wearing skin. Uh, it and it people thought he ate people, so that like is, that was a very widespread. Well, like a lot of people think that. So mm-hmm. um, a lot of cannibal stuff also inspired by him. So, just real inspirational story. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <It's> <laughs> inspired a lot of people. I Ed mean, Gein, if you look on speaker. the internet for Ed Gein stuff, I mean, there's a lot of people that say, this is my Ed Gein inspired lamp. This is my Ed Gein inspired, like, yes, chair. Is. This is my, yes. Oh, plenty of that going around. My Ed Gein inspired high heel shoes. I saw that. Oh, my God. So those were fun. So so there there it is. I definitely did learn something about Gain and a little bit then more than I had known before for sure. So thank you, Sam. We want to hear what all of you think, have heard, want to know all that kind of stuff uh, and get at us on our socials and in the Discord. So real quick, we're going to go and jump into our Would You Rather segment right after we take a quick break. And we're back. Thank you so much to our kind sponsor for those lovely words of encouragement. And as I said before the break, we're going to go ahead and jump into Would You Rather. Now, I don't have one from Reddit today, but I have one loaded in the barrel. But I'm going to let Ross. Yeah. Ross, do you have one for us? Ready or not? Are you still thinking? Yeah, on this I one got too? one. Um, yeah, I, I want to hear what you got. Okay. Unfortunately, gentlemen, um, we have fallen victim to Ed Yeen. Um, but we did get one dying request. We get to pick what we're turned into oh, fuck yeah. in his house. So, gentlemen, what are you in Ed Gein's murder mansion? 
I'm Googling the style chair I am. So give me a minute. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. The style of chair? Yeah, it's like one of those. It's like a wicker chair with a big round back behind it. But it's got oh, a, okay. a Like those name. like crazy 70s. Album cover. Album yeah, cover. It's on okay. like a million album covers. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. I was just going to go with yeah, a chair. I wasn't thinking any sort of specific chair. I was just like, you know, a little four-legged chair. But like, it would still look like me. Yeah, it looked like me, like as a chair, <laughs> just you, just as a chair, just sitting, just in a sitting position. Or would you be on all fours? Like, okay, that's actually a good question. Would well, you that's be where I'm like going to let the like artist decide. I think okay. I'm going to let, like, I'm going to give him the basic idea, like how I how I'd like to mm-hmm. go for a tattoo. I like to yeah. say, this is what I like, but you're the artist, so you create, you figure it the out, art here. After you murder <laughs> me, just figure it out. There, yeah. Um, oh, man, dude, I have two. So I would either just because of the amount of tattoos that I have, I would probably just be a tapestry, uh, hanging up or um, a raw skin rug, because I okay. I feel like oh, I'm yeah, fuzzy nice, enough yeah. that I could probably I like pull that off. Rug. Yeah, raw skin rug would be a pretty good one. That that'd be nice. Well, I can't figure out the name of the chair with that big round back, but you guys can picture what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Okay, seventy. Wicker chairs with the big round back. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, all I'm picturing album is that giant wicker chair that's just your skin, but then at the top, because, you, I mean, obviously, they're probably going to use every bit of skin because the size of that chair, you know what I mean? And bone, too, I and hope. Bo- I would hope so. Really I mean, get interwoven, in there. but then just your beautiful mane on top of the wicker chair, mm. so it just looks like it's wearing a wig at any given Perfect. time. Perfect. Perfect. I like that. All right, it's Sam. Like fringe. Weave it in there. It'd be nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like My that. question is, and I'll answer first because I've been thinking about this, is make an Ed Gein movie or a show or whatever and cast it, direct it, whatever you want to say about it. I'm think. here's what I want. I want a David Fincher TV series on a streaming service that is about the town of Plainfield and the cast of characters. Let, let you know... The show really stars the village of Plainfield and it's a whole cast of characters and how their life was all normal until this whole Ed Gein saga flip turned everything upside down. <laughs> the okay. Fritz okay. of Bel-Air remix. Mm-hmm. I would like to see that Ed Gein story told in uh that was how that that's the version I would like to see told or I'm interested in seeing. Mm-hmm. What kind of Ed Gein tale would you like to see come to life? I have an answer. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to watch a movie of Ed Gein played by, and we kind of already said this before, Tom Cruise, and that's going to be directed <laughs> by Michael Bay. Whoa. <laughs> Big budget. I, that, that, I'm again, I'm going to let the, the art, the artists create that, that beautiful creation there, but that's what I want leading the charge. Why not? Oh, We're going wild. My. Okay, so I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go fucking bonkers. Um, I am gonna have a Ed Gein movie directed by uh, Takashi Miike. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but I want it starring Danny DeVito. Oh, that's oh. the second time he's come. Return up. of DeVito. Yeah. Been cast. I'm on a DeVito kick lately. I but like I feel like he plays. I think he could play a good Ed Gein, honestly. I'd also like to see Ed Gein's story by Ed Gein, played by Ed Gein. Played <laughs> oh, by Ed Gein. Oh my god. Ed by Ed by Ed. Ed by Ed. Steve Buscemi would be a good Ed Gein. Oh, I could see that too. That works. Uh-huh. 
who who are some other slight little Hollywood men? <laughs> you know, okay, obviously different time period. Um or maybe not di- no, no no actually not different time period. I would do Peter Lorre from um Oh yeah. Absolutely. I think yeah, you despise Back me. Then. You despise me, don't you? Like yeah, I feel like he could play like a really weird Ed Gein. Definitely. Absolutely could. Uh Peter Capaldi would be a good Ed Gein. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I could see it. Mm-hmm. That works in a Wisconsin accent. All right, so I'll finish this all off. And I actually did go over to Reddit because I had a feeling Ross was going to ask the same question I was going to ask. So if your body could be perfectly cryologically, cry, 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 cryogenic, (laughs) it's supposed to say cryogenically, but they spelled it wrong. So that's why I'm saying it wrong. I just realized that if your body could be perfectly cryogenically preserved in how many years would you prefer to be awakened? 50 years, 100 years. 250 years, 500 years, a thousand years, or 10,000 years. Oh, and it's man- oh, and it's and it's mandatory, right? What do you mean? To be chron- like well, either way, I'm probably going to see my You're kids with like This is a question. You can't you can't say can't just I don't want to be. That's <laughs> yeah, not the question. That's um, not the question. Oh god damn it. All right, well then I got to just pick the first one. <laughs> I can't I do, say no thanks. I can't no thank you. <laughs> I'm okay. No, all right, fine. I do. I'm picking the first one. So at least like, at least my kids will be 53 years old. So I'd be like, so how's your life been before? So you're older than me now. So you're older than me now. That's weird. Okay. okay. I, uh, sorry, kids. I'm not going to see you again unless they get cryogenically frozen. Um, I'm going 250 because I'd want to go as far into the future as I could without worrying that civilization has collapsed yeah <laughs> yeah like thou- thousand destroyed. is a little iffy it, you're rolling the dice ten thousand no way am i choosing ten thousand you know i'll come to come out in space like mm-hmm. or, <laughs> there's no planet i'll do a thousand is what i'm thinking i'm gonna go Ooh. a full thousand and say risk it ten thousand does seem like a lot that. it seems like things will have drastically changed but i think a thousand I don't know. Hopefully, if it goes well, it's just like Futurama, and it's just like this weird, wonky future we're living in. (laughs) Hopefully, uh, Chase Bank is still around so that my interest has made me rich. Yeah, exactly. Well... And then, uh, do you remember when we lived with Ross and went to that like cryogenic website or something and had them send us a DVD? Do I remember? I still have that DVD. So yeah, we <laughs> we got like an informational package. I don't know what we were really interested in learning about if we could get cryogenically frozen. It's because of Futurama. <laughs> And we, yeah, I, I might uh, still have that somewhere. We should look into that hilarious. again. We'll get back into that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get all right, back to well, that. We all have three different answers, so I don't know what to, to go with. I guess Sam's is the median. Uh, 250. Sure. 250. Yeah, sure. Here we go. Vote. Okay, most people, there weren't a lot of votes on this, 139 votes. So the biggest portion is tied, actually, between 100 years and 10,000 years at 30 votes each. And then... Uh, we go down to 250 years at 23 votes, 50 years at 22, 1,000 years at 18, and 500 years at 16 votes. So most people either want 100 or 10,000. They're either going wow. like, yeah. Really rolling kind the of, I think the 100 is in the same kind of like mindset of like, it's enough into the future that hopefully cool shit will happen, but everything's not destroyed. Right. Totally. 
I yeah. just and I feel like I the reason why I went two fifty instead of one hundred is I'm like it'll I want to really like be thrown off and be like all of this is alien. I feel like a hundred it like right. will be very different, but not different mm-hmm. enough. Not sure. different enough for this guy. That makes sense. And Unless also- who knows, maybe a hundred years is super advanced, and two hundred fifty years is like a wasteland. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, like ten thousand years, you could be like just looking at like society has collapsed and rebuilt itself so again like yeah. you're just looking at something completely different i mean if you mm-hmm. want to shock and awe ross is just know, gonna man. be 50 years in the future where they just have like tiny cell phones <laughs> we have tinier cell phones and, and most of the ice caps have melted so <laughs> cell phones have gone smaller again and your kids yeah. are older than you there you go <laughs> well we want to hear what all of you think out there and what you thought of this episode and any other questions and comments and concerns that you have about us and you can do that by going over to our discord you can jump on to our social medias uh follow mm-hmm. sam at Chuddle the sam ross at Chuddle the ross me at Chuddle the brian with a because fuck it on instagram and slasher but more importantly follow all of us at Chuddle the pod on those places as well and go ahead and if you've been enjoying this podcast especially if you made it to this far in this episode i'm going to challenge you that means you must like us for some reason so go ahead if you haven't give us a review on apple or go over to spotify as well and like rate us review us us and send us off to your friends if not anything uh this is i think on paper is the 50th episode Yes, it is. Oh, hey, it is officially episode fifty. So that leads us into yeah, we are coming up to our one year. Yeah, our fifty year. I mean, do we have fifty year anniversary? (laughs) Fifty year anniversary. Welcome to our fifty year anniversary. (laughs) Yeah, figure out the emoji while I talk about the fact that once again we have our anniversary one year special coming up soon, where we're gonna take a look back at. We're going to re-rate some of our movies, think about what we've talked about in the past. We have some fun ideas. We have giveaways planned and all sorts of stuff that's going to involve getting you involved with us and getting everything out there as well. Sam, did you come up with an emoji yet? Uh, I think it's just going to be a chair. Oh, I I sent one to you guys. It's a dancing woman. (laughs) Dancing in the moonlight. Yeah, the the dancing woman in the red dress. Dancing in the moonlight. That's perfect. And a a moon emoji next to her. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah, there you go. Moon dancing woman. That'll that'll, that'll finish this all off. So, uh, once again, thank you so much. And always, you can find out any of our information if you go over to chuddlethepod.com for all the dates and deets. So thank you all so much, and until next time, Gene will be waiting. I'm Ed Keen. 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 No, I'm Ed Keen. No, I'm Ed Keen. I'm Ed Keen. No, I'm Ed Keen. We're all Ed
Ed Gein. I like how this turned into Spartacus. Spartacus. <laughs> we went from. I am Ed Gein. We went. I don't know. That was a journey we went on. So that was fun. That was a journey. Okay.